Yeah, some great pictures, Papi. Oh, like it Maguito on a podcast. No, 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 okay. <laughs> Maybe pretend we're on the hood right there in the green box chilling <laughs> the projects. Put on the headphones. Ay, Dios Zone Dios. in, baby. Ay, Dios mío. Mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two. Well, this sounds weird. Mr. Mendez in the house. What in the fuck is this? <laughs> it's Dr. Mendez, by the way. Oh, Dr. Mendez. That's Correction. Doctor, is Dr. Corrections? Corrections. Uh, I thought you were having some trauma from being in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a correction officer. <laughs> so we were just talking. What were we just talking about? Oh, how people... Um, We were just talking about how people feel that they are a victim. Yeah, victim. The victim mentality, no? Yeah, and too many people are on that mentality these days. It's the norm almost. Somebody else's fault, always. Always somebody else's fault. And that's, I mean, look, I could always, um, I can always see somebody else's perspective, right? And I understand, like, I can say, okay, I see how you can see yourself as the victim in the situation. But do you see my perspective? Do you, can you do the same for me? And if you put those side by side and we start comparing apples to apples, like, do you still feel like your shit is bigger than mine? Or I don't know. It's it's a it's weird, bro. It's weird. I think it's a society issue, though, like how we grow up here in this country, especially if you don't have a different perspective and you only see this, 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 then that's how you're going to think. <laughs> And luckily for us, you know, our people come from places that don't have this same level of blessings, opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. So it's hard for me personally to feel like a victim because I've seen people that are real victims, victims of their government, victims of police, victims of uh, different things, freedom. So how could I feel like a victim when I got it all? And when I say I got it all, I'm not talking about money, possessions. I'm talking about freedom, Ability to create money, ability, uh, health, um, um, clean uh, state of mind. I might be fucked up tomorrow. Who knows? Tomorrow my money might. But you know what I have? I have family. My mind is clear. I have the ability to go right back up. So instead of being a victim, my thought process is, all right, what I got to do to change my position that I'm in right now? Mm -hmm. What steps do I got to take to switch where I'm at? Because obviously uh, if I'm not in a good space... I got to take measures to get myself to a good space. It's not your fault. It's not the world's fault. It's on me. I got to get my shit together. Nobody else put me here but me. There's millions of people that claim being victims, and it's it's ridiculous. And it could be different situations. Oh, it's my baby mama. Oh, There's a million things that people blame everybody else mm-hmm. for, but wait a minute. It's not your baby mama's fault. You put your dick in there. <laughs> you got her pregnant, right? Yeah, You're yeah. the one that plumped her up, right? Yeah, yeah. You could have used a jimmy, <laughs> yeah. and it would have been straight. You feel me? You could have pulled out. Now, you didn't want to do none of that, right? <laughs> so now you got a baby. So now you got to deal with everything that comes along with that, which means how do I know that that relationship is going to work or it's not going to work out? And if it doesn't work out, what steps are you going to take to make shit right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how messed up she is. And, it, and it's true. There are cases where... 
there's situations that could get complicated. I get that. But you are responsible for you, period. Mm -hmm. You take the initiative, the steps you got to take. If she's out of her mind, you got to go through the whole court process. Well, then that's the process you got to go through. Eventually, you'll you'll get where you need to be at. But you got to take that responsibility. So what about people who say, oh, it sounds like you don't have empathy, Marcos. It sounds like you don't have compassion. You don't understand (laughs) the suffering that people have gone through. Or you don't understand people's life circumstances. What do you say to them? Well, I think that's bullshit, personally. <laughs> but you got to remember, in my profession, yeah. you know, as a pharmacist, I have to have empathy because I'm constantly dealing with patients that are in really severe, you know, health, have real severe health issues. Mm-hmm. And not only, and think about it, health issues that may be physical eventually cause, you mental know, issues, mental right? issues. You know, you're like, you can't walk, you can't breathe, right? You can't, whatever your health problem is, then you start getting depressed or mm-hmm. anxious. So I'm constantly having to deal with patients day to day and having these converse, uh, conversations where I am being empathetic because I need to try kind of put myself in their shoes like, damn, if I was fucked up like that, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. So there are issues there. Every, we all have issues. But the reality is, even if you have issues, most of my patients are elderly, obviously, but it's not always the case. You have patients, young patients that have other health issues. But the reality is you still have to be responsible for self, period, regardless. So, yes. I do have empathy towards people that have issues. Some issues are out of our control. What if they go home cancer ahora mm-hmm. and you didn't do nothing? Oh, I never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. Uh-huh. I got lung cancer. That's fucked up. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's crazy when you hear stories like that. Um, so obviously you have to be empathetic to those circumstances. But but then as a person that has something like that happen, you can't start blaming the world for everything because it's not the world's fault. And even if it is out of your control, I get it. Those types of issues are out of your control. You still need to live your life. Mm-hmm. Our life is only one life. It's limited. Whether you make it to 30, 40, 50, 80, or 100, it goes by like this. Before grandpa passed away, rest in peace, abuelo, he would always talk about that. Like, yo, I was I was 18 years old two days ago. So life is like this. So if life is a flash, we need to live it to the fullest, whatever our circumstances mm-hmm. are. So yes, you're fucked up, but you know what? Let's try to change the perspective, change the mentality Okay, I got this going on, but what what what's good in life? What's mm-hmm. good in my life? Damn, this is going on, but you know what? And there are people that are like that. There are people that are like that. There's a lady just came in the other day. I can't say her name due to HIPAA regulations, <laughs> but she just uh she just she uh, she's in remission. You know, she had breast cancer. It spread. She was fucked up for years, um. But her attitude, like, it's just crazy. Her attitude, it's. It's really about perspective at the end of the day. She was fucked up going through all kind of shit and still had the mentality where I'm going to be positive. I'm still alive. I'm going to fight it. I want to live. So her 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 perspective and her attitude was such that I'm not going to let this situation govern my whole life. And so I think that's kind of where we're talking about people being the victim. Mm-hmm. Just because you're in a fucked up situation, it shouldn't govern everything that goes on with your life because then people have that kind of attitude and that's how they they live their life and that's no way to live there's no fun in that what's the point of that yeah no and it's just and then it just eats you up because if that's the perception that you have of the world around you then it's just dictating all of your behavior and it's always oh this this bad thing is happening to me and it's happening why is this happening to me? woe is me oh feel sorry for me and it's like, no, I don't I don't have to feel sorry for you. Like, what are you doing for yourself to better your situation? Bro, I mean, actually, the last six, I, I was, I've been kind of in my own head the past couple of days because I'm like, the it, it's weird because from a financial and from a business perspective, I've seen a roller coaster in 2023. Um, 
thank God things are going well right now. But I could start for a little while. I was like, damn, this year has been so unstable. And like I started focusing on the negative and getting not, not necessarily a victim mentality. Like, damn, I just want this shit to be stable instead of focusing on, damn, look at how through all this instability, things seem to get getting, seem to be getting so much better, but you get lost in it because you get lost in the drama and the conflicts. Um, but we're human, yeah. so it's normal. Yeah, it's yeah. okay to have moments. Yeah, yeah. It's all right to feel stress sometimes. It's That's life. Mm-hmm. But for it to govern your life, for it to define who you are, okay. and and that's how you are and how you live, and that's how you interact with people, you're 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 losing quality time. Mm-hmm. That's my my thought on that. Because we all go through crazy shit in life. But if we don't kind of really look at the whole picture and realize, wait a minute, we're pretty blessed out here, then you're gonna be lost. You're always gonna be stressed and pissed. I don't got time for that. I mean, we're older now, right? Mm-hmm. We're uh, a little more distinguished these days, <laughs> so we use our intelligence. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. I just the way I think of it is like this: since life is limited, and since life, we don't know how long we're gonna be here or what's gonna happen. Because it's true, tomorrow we could really be fucked up in a way that we would have never imagined. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to then waste this precious time that I have right now that I'm walking, I'm breathing, I'm talking, I'm chilling, I'm having a good time. I have family, loved ones. I have all the blessings I really need. Let me be happy <coughs> in this moment right now because mm-hmm. tomorrow I don't know how it's going to be. So that's kind of my state of mind day to day, to be honest with you. Like if you talk to people around me, pretty much I'm a pretty happy guy. But that's now I've matured, I've learned, um, I've gone through a lot of different things in life where I realized, all right, this is how I want my life to be, regardless of my problems. Because if we're going to now talk about problems, uh-huh. we'll be here for a little while. No, actually, I want to I want to enlighten any anybody who's listening. I don't even know when I'll post this. I got a whole bunch of episodes racked up, right? You didn't even give me a proper introduction. No, like, that's why. Like I mean, you do your other no, guests. No, I don't. You just Sometimes came in here with that crazy yeah. shit right now. Like, what the fuck? How you put me on the spot? Got lights on me and shit. Guys, this is, this is my friend Marcos Mendez. Dr. Marcos Mendez. Um, if you guys are listeners to the Yo, podcast, I- his brother Hector Mendez was on here. We still don't figure. We still haven't figured out how Hector makes money, but still. whatever. <laughs> We're, after our two-hour conversation, still don't know or understand his profession, but it's all good. Um, we love Hector, by the way. He's a dick, but we still love him. Shout out, hey, Tico, que hola, loca. We love you, bro. Um, but so who is Dr. Marcos Mendez? And let me just paint a picture for for the listeners. I, I've known Marcos, I don't even know since how, what age, but my probably my my the, the clearest memories I have of Marcos, I was in sixth grade and Marcos was in eighth grade. And I think he asked me one day, yo, Adrian, you want to skip school? <laughs> and I think we did nothing but just sit at home and go around the lake and really wasted the day. But after that day, I remember somebody in middle school asked him, hey, why are you hanging out with that little sixth grader? And Marcos was like, because little sixth grader knows what's up and he'll skip school. <laughs> He's about that life. <laughs> and then since then, I just remember always just hanging out at Marcos's house. My brother used to get off the bus and them two used to go into the house and they were like in eighth grade. And they would watch Power Rangers, but... That's you know, a lie. That's true, bro. It's that is true. a straight <laughs> lie. I know nothing of Power Rangers. Sing, sing the theme song. I have no idea yeah, how it goes, right. but it's something about Go Go Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> then after that... Stop revealing my secrets. Well, I, I was in the hood those days. 
So tell us. I didn't let nobody know I was on that. Tell us a little. Or Nirvana or Metallica. <laughs> I only listened to Tupac Shakur. And this is, hey, I think about Tupac. I think about Marcos. <laughs> Louis, Tony, all of us. We hear Tupac. We think about Marcos Mendez. <laughs> That's crazy, right? I see Tupac and I think about Marcos. And you guys don't look alike. It's funny how life is, man. It's right? funny how life is. Because um, back in those days, that's just, I just wanted to be accepted. It's crazy because I look at it now that way. You know, back then in those days, I was like, nah, fuck you, bitch ass. Nigga, I was on that shit. You know, fuck you. I'm from the hood. I'll fuck you up. West Side Project <laughs> Boys, we crazy. We slapping bitches out here. You come in the hood, you can get slapped up. And I really like, but when I look back at it, I'm like, man, I was just really trying hard to get be accepted by by my neighbors. Because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you grew up there. Our neighbors were a special cast of characters. Yeah. And um, and it was a mix. It was like it wasn't all gangsters. There was just rockers and and chill people. And, and But, you know, we lived across the street from the project. So at the end of the day, that element was always there. And, you know, back then I just thought, well, if I don't be hard... They're going to fuck with me. So I got to be hard out here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let these motherfuckers say some shit. I'm fighting. Fuck it. I lose. I lose. But I'm going to fight. Yeah. And so that was the mentality. But when I look back now, I'm like, damn, I was just a stupid ass little kid trying to fit in. That's really what it was all about. I didn't want to fight. You think I want to fight when I get home? Like, when I'm going out the house, I'm like, fuck. Or when some <laughs> shit was about to go down deep inside, I'm like, fuck. How the fuck I got myself involved? In- Too late. Too late. Here I am. Yeah. And so I can't tell you all the stories because we'll be here for hours, yeah. but so many stories of shit like that, of shit going down and you're just involved by association, basically uh, wearing red and black. I would wear red and black all the time, every day, red and black, red and black. I'm still wearing red and black. Jesus Christ. So it's still in the blood. Uh, but I was just a young kid trying to fit in, you know, and I thought I realized that the people around me were kind of like on that like for real, you know, some of them rest in peace are not here. Some of them are fucked up right now. Uh, they were really about that life, you know, and the reality is I just wanted to fit in. And so I took to the streets, if you will. But, you know, my family, my family's not like that old school Cuban family, good, good people, good family, good mom, good grandparents, hardworking, hardworking, you know, getting me and my brother get locked up. And what the fuck? (laughs) What are you doing? What the fuck? You don't need a rob. What the fuck? You got food on the tip. Grandma's making you picadillo and shit. (laughs) Fuck you robbing for you, dumbass. So, again, going back to trying to fit in, thinking that was the right thing to do. Like, oh, damn, bro, I got to do, you know. It was just kid mentality, you know, immaturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't regret any of it because um, it kind of shaped who I am now. I'm glad that I went through all these things because it helped me to be who I am now. And, uh, you know, and I'm now a father, a, a single father. I have a girlfriend. Just want to. <laughs> hi, babe. Just want to <laughs> make sure I, I make that statement first uh, before I say single father because yeah, yeah, yeah. people get it misconstrued. Uh, but I am a single father. And, and he doesn't have Instagram, so I, I would give you his, his Instagram <laughs> so you could slide in his DM. But I'll give you his girlfriend's Instagram. But in terms of being a single father, meaning, you know, I'm no longer with the mother of my children. Um, like, I kind of relate a little bit more now to my mom being a single mother and, you know, the struggles she went through to raise two kids. And, like, it's not easy, you know what I mean, when you're doing that and you and the parents are not together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a lot of memories about that. Mostly good um, cause my mom a lot of time gets like, um, she feels bad. Oh, I wish I would have done this or I wish mm-hmm. I had that. Ma, 
you did everything for us first. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, other things that went on, relationships didn't work, whatever, that's life. You know, at the end of the day, that's life. So I know sometimes, shout out, Ma, I love you, Mommy. Bendiga. Uh, I know sometimes she thinks that way, but I tell her all the time, like, it's not like that. So I remember a lot, even through all the crazy shit, even through me and Hector acting crazy, doing crazy shit. Uh, house thinking of like weed. Oh, porque huele así. Yo sé que tú tienes algo ahí adentro. And my brother, you don't think nada. They can have pounds in there. <laughs> Fucking, um, you know, I, I kind of understand like that shit's hard, man. And I, I give a lot of respect to moms because moms stayed there through everything. You know, she support us regardless. Like, oh, I know you guys are out here acting fucking retarded, but I know deep down inside you guys got it. You just got to smarten up. So grateful to mom, grateful to grandparents, but that whole lifestyle, you know, growing up in a single family home, you kind of have a little more freedom than you should. Mm -hmm. You know, mom's working. So me and Hector are acabando. I remember there was a time when Hector would bring different girls to the house. They used to call him the machine. <laughs> and so he'll have a girl come in. Couple hours later, she'll leave. Same day, another girl come in, and I'll be like, "Bro, this guy's my idol. How does he do this shit? This nigga's an animal." And then his friends would call on the machine. I'm like, "Oh, makes sense." Uh, so a lot of great memories, you know. Uh, not necessarily all good things, but I honestly, like, when I think back, I feel only good. Mm -hmm. I only feel nostalgic. I feel great about it. I don't, even through all the bullshit, even through all the craziness. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> Jesus, how did I get into that? I, as you guys could tell, Marcos is extremely uncomfortable when you put the mic in front of him. <laughs> Seems like he just doesn't know what to say. He freezes in front of the cameras. Um, actually, I was going to ask, since you were talking about your grandfather, what's, what's some advice that has stuck to you? You know how our grandparents always shoot us gems, right? What, what's something that comes up often in your mind in terms of like some sort of gem that your grandfather left for you? Dime con quien tu andas, yo te diré quien tu eres. That shit, I know you remember that so one. So you think about that? Do you think about that? Like in course, terms of who I you're hanging out with? I still think about that to this day because it's it's who are you surrounding? Now it's in a different level. Mm -hmm. Before it was kind of like, hey, you're hanging with the knuckleheads, you're going to get fucked. Mm -hmm. Now it's more like, who am I surrounding my life with that I feel is going to keep this same energy that I have around me? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be surrounded by anyone at all family or friends that are not going to have that same energy, that positive energy, that uplifting energy. I'm not speaking solely about money, wealth, finances. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking that too, but really I'm talking about um, having good spirits, like having good energy, mm -hmm. feeling good, enjoying life, being happy. Um, I still think about that to this day. Like I need to make sure who I'm around is good for me period. And that I'm good to the people that I'm around so that I'm the same to them as they are to me. Mm. Uh, which is why family for me is incredible. I'm, I'm always with my family, you know, first. So I'm blessed to have a lot of great family, but then my specific friends, my girl, the people that I surround myself with you, um, I want to keep that energy, that, that good energy, not be on that stupid shit. I don't want to be on that shit we were on 20 years ago. Are you fucking crazy? Mm. So that's something that has always stuck with me. Um, ah, bro, grandpa. <laughs> grandpa had gems for days, bro. Grandpa had gems for days. Um, entre marido y mujer no se debe meter. I love that one. Like, <laughs> hey, mind your fucking business, pretty much. Mind your fucking business. 
I forgot who was asking me the other day. Somebody was asking me some shit about their relationship. And I kind of gave like a generic fucking answer. <laughs> I hope it all worked. No matter what you do, I'm going to support you. Like yeah, one of those of answers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Minding your business is huge, man. These days, people don't know how to mind their fucking business. Everybody's worried about the next person. Oh, what are they doing on Instagram? Where are they at? What are you doing? Hey, bro, fuck what they're doing, bro. I'm worried about me. Mind your business. Is that why you don't have social media? Just because you don't want to deal with anybody else's bullshit? Well, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear the truth. Bro. The real reason why <laughs> I never got social media. Remember back in the days, something called MySpace? Yes, let's hear it. Well, back in those days, I used to cheat on my girlfriend <laughs> no so i didn't want anyone to know where i was what i was doing who i was with at what time what i looked like what my picture was like what my thoughts were like nothing and then in addition to that i thought to myself well i like this whole drug dealing business maybe i'll get into this <laughs> i don't think social media is good for drug dealing i don't think so let either. me keep it on the low ski and that's how the no social media started. I said, fuck this shit. No MySpace, no Facebook, no Instagram, no nothing. And then the funny thing is I end up being like you, a big fucking nerd. Go to school forever. But the funny shit is, is that I'm like, by that time, I'm like, oh, I'm already off that shit. So uh, fuck that shit. So, so you just haven't dealt with it since. Uh, exactly. But the real, I swear to God, is because I was a cheating, lying bastard. And uh, I thought I was going to sell drugs for a living. So I figured this is not a good thing to be on for Te my scenario. Well, I mean, if you if we want to get technical, then you do sell drugs for I a living. I sell drugs, <laughs> but legally with a license, uh, oh, a okay. doctor, degree, sure. you know, sure. as a pharmacist, thank God. Funny how that worked out, huh? You had a vision for selling drugs <laughs> for a living, and then all of a sudden you're selling drugs for a living. It's a blessing. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yes, sir. Uh, but that was kind of the mentality about social media. And then kind of later on, it was like, damn, I'm like a unicorn. I tell people I don't have social media. Like, damn, I have social media? Yeah, what are you doing? At first, it was like, you're fucking weird. But then it was like, oh, you're fucking cool, dude. Yeah. You're like special. I don't know anyone like you. It's extremely rare. I know zero people with so without social media. Not including my daughters because they're way underage right now. But I guarantee both of them are going to have that shit. I only have one friend. That doesn't have social media. And it's me. No, two. You oh, and okay. Ulysses, my okay. friend that I went to okay. the army with. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So we're unicorns. You guys are extremely rare, and I still don't get it. Well, I'm good. I'm good. I guess I'm too busy with my own shit to give a fuck about everyone <laughs> else's shit. Go figure, huh? <laughs> go figure. And the reality is, too, like, the people that I want to maintain contact with. You call them. I maintain contact with them, dog. That shit's crazy. I'm like, yo, hola, what's good? I send them a little text on my phone. That shit's amazing. I FaceTime them. Yo, what's good, cuz? Chilling. I'm over here. at side. So, yeah, that's kind of my my social media. My phone with the people I want to talk to. Everybody else, fuck you. I don't want amazing. you to know. It's amazing. <laughs> Any other gems that you remember from Abuelo? It's too many, man. No, I can't no, remember the you, specifics, gotta, how he would say them. If but there's another one, if it you was got too, it. My bro, the, the reality is, like I said, I grew up in a single-parent home. Grandpa and my brother to a certain extent, but mostly grandpa, uh, as I got a little older when he moved to Hialeah, was my male role model mm -hmm. so that's the only male role model i had you know the first years of life it was just us but then when grandpa moved to hialeah um he became my my male role model so basically it's not necessarily specific gems it's day to day mm -hmm. it's day to day every day um 
when I was a teenager, 16, 17, 18, that I would go out, come home late. You know, we were fucking wild at 17 years old. Um, he'd be up two in the morning. Wait, do you get un juego frito ahí? I'm like, coño, claro que sí. I'm fucked up and shit. I'm like, yeah, he's up at two in the morning. I'm like, papi, ¿a qué hora tú dormir? No, yo me acosté como las ocho. Ya, yo no quiero dormir más. Think up at two in the morning, cuz, for the rest of the day. I'm like, papi, estás acabando de hacer it. Like, yeah, sí, sí, huevo frito. Tengo un poquito jamón, un poquito jamón. Grandpa cooking me breakfast at two o'clock in the morning con la nota. So, but then at that time, he'll start talking to me at two o'clock. I have to take, take this call. Take it, bro. I have to take this take call. It. You're on the air. We can edit this out if it's a HIPAA violation. Hello? Hi, yes, this is the right number. <laughs> we have an intermission. Actually, I'm going to talk while Marcos is gone. That way I, I don't have to edit this afterwards. My boy's taking a stat order on a medication right now. He looks like he's struggling back there. Anyhow. Um, where was I going? Actually, I was going to ask Marcos right now. I'm going to ask him about being a single father and how, how that impacted his life. Um, yeah. I'm going to edit this. I no, she, you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. Oh, you didn't hear? No, no, I didn't hear. Anything. I promise. Of course, I'm gonna put. That. I, that's why I was. 
clapping so I could see so I could see the little flare ups. Oh, okay, good. You thought I was just over here clapping by myself? Yeah, so it's good news and bad news. The bad news is he has a stat order. He needs to go back to the pharmacy and get that thing in because the patient needs it. What's the good news? The good news is I get paid for every time I go back to go to a stat order. <laughs> Already? <laughs> every single time, yeah. So I got paid for the one earlier. I'm going to get paid for this one. Um, it's like 200 something dollars. Every time you get an order? Every time I get Damn, it. you want me to call people to just send you orders? <laughs> in, a, in a way, I got, that's why I get happy. Like, I'm pissed because I'm like, fuck, I got to drive back. But then inside, I'm like, eh, it's all good, it's all good. I just got to go and be out. So, uh, But is it you have to fill the order yourself? Okay, basically. Or is there a farm tech that's there? Basically, how it works is, um, and th- remember, this particular um, this particular job is just something I do in addition to my job. This is not my regular job. My regular job is a, you know, a, you know, pharmacy mm-hmm. inside of a clinic. Uh, but this particular job, um, basically, Humana started doing hospice patients, and uh, they work basically twenty four hours. You got your pharmacies open a certain amount of time, and then after hours, it's on call. So right now I'm on call. I was there earlier today till 1230. Mm-hmm. And from 1230 to 8, I'm on call. So each time anyone calls for a stat order, hospice patients, they're going to be mostly stat orders because, you know, patients yeah, are, morphine, are at the end need, of yeah, life. Of course. Um, you know, T- you tomorrow got, may not be here. <laughs> yeah. Talking about what we were talking yeah. about. Uh, you got to go back. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're there, the hours that the pharmacy's open, you have your tech. So the tech field does everything. And you just verify and call it a day. But now that it's closed, it's after hours, I got to fill the order, do everything. I got to go put it in the system, fill the order, prepare it, get the delivery guy out, wait for the delivery guy, and then I get to go once he comes. But like I said, you get paid for each call. So at the end of the day, we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? And so it's all good. Um, Realistically, the drive is probably the only pain in the ass. Um, because I'll probably do the job itself. This is just one order. In, in five minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Maybe 15 so if you think about, oh, shit, 15 minutes, 200 bucks, rico. Yeah. So that's the way I think about it. Um, it's the hustle. They presented this opportunity to me, and I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll do it. Yeah, no doubt about it. But that's why I stay in Miami, because I live in Pines. If I was to go back to Pines to get calls from Pines to come back to Burn nah, Road, it, it makes make absolutely no sense. So basically, when I'm on call, I stay in the area until, yeah, I'm getting 7 o'clock. Because once it's 7 o'clock, I'm on call at 8. Once it's 7... I go I go back home. If I get a call from seven to eight, I call the next guy. Hey, there was a stat order, you gotta go in. I'm not gonna come back at yeah, for course. no twenty minutes. Doesn't make any sense. Uh so that's what that was all about. Oh, and uh forgive me for No, no, you're good. This was, this was this was a, a super spontaneous little <laughs> meeting and I don't wanna I don't wanna I, you don't have much time, right? You gotta head out. I would say I got a good fifteen fifteen, twenty minutes. All right. Well we can fuck around for fifteen, twenty minutes. That's fine. So Actually, what I was going to ask you when you stepped away, because I know that you were talking about um, you were talking about Abuelo and stuff like that. But you had mentioned before uh, about, you know, growing up in a single parent household household. How how was the transition for you from being in a relationship with your kids and all of a sudden now or being a single parent for a while? For me, I'll just speak on myself like for a while. It was a struggle in the beginning. Like I. I don't, and if you don't want to talk about this, you tell me. Oh yeah, I don't want to talk about this. I have no issue talking about anything whatsoever. (laughs) No, that's why. For me, it was like I had this vision of my life and what my family was supposed to look like, and that I wanted to maintain a nuclear family no matter what. Um, And I felt like it was part of 
some difficult years in my life where I was struggling to maintain something that really was never going to work. I wasn't happy in that relationship. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel uh, heard or understood or supported. Like, and I'll just be fucking straight up. Like as I was going through school while I was ever was very young, um, I was like, oh, I want to pursue and get my a specialty in psychiatry. I think you need to focus on our relationship. Oh shit, I finished that. Uh, and I was like, fuck that. I'm going to focus on myself because if I focus on myself, this feeds into our relationship and this helps our future. So that was my mentality. I got a job opportunity to work, to become a professor at UM. I think that, that you shouldn't work at the University of Miami because of that. And I'm just like, yo, every time I turn, I'm getting rejected or I'm, I'm not getting supported. I'm actually getting discouraged from moving forward. And I, I didn't understand that. But I, I mean, long story short, it was just that thought and that belief of, damn, I need to have this together, this family that's together. Um, not necessarily because of the perception of people from the outside. It was just more of that was what my world was supposed to look like to me because that's the value that I had. Right. Like, how did you deal with that? How did you did you have a similar mentality in terms of maintaining the family structure? Or what was that like? I had a majorly similar mentality. Yeah. And for me, it was a little different. It was because I didn't have that mm. structure for me, not having that mom and dad all the time growing up. It meant so much to me to give my children that like mm. I, I held on to that relationship like you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. And I was not happy for a very, very long time. And when people would ask me, I would honestly lie about it and say that everything was great and everything was wonderful. And realistically, it wasn't at all. I'm not blaming her. I'm not blaming me. If anything, it was both of our faults, to be honest with you. Um, I don't like to do the blame game. And I'm never going to talk bad about her. At the end of the day, that's the mother of my children. And God bless her. I hope everything is good for her. I hope she's good. Uh, because at the end of the day, if she's good, that's good for my kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's my mentality with it. Um, but as far as keeping that structure, I wanted that so bad. Like, you wouldn't believe. Like, I suffered for a long time. I remember even telling my mom at one point, I believe I, it was my mom, maybe my brother, who knows. Like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna leave her even if I'm not happy. I said that. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's crazy. Back then I thought it was, that's what it is. Like, I need to just take it like i gotta deal with it me and her maybe we don't match anymore maybe we grew apart whatever the case may be that we got to this point where we don't have that love support happiness whatever got us there we were there and i was okay accepting it just for the fact to keep my family together trust me man i I went through a long time with dealing with that Mm -hmm. just for the sake of keeping my children and my family together but i guess that can only last for so long before it kind of blows up. Sorry. Um, And I think that's kind of what happened. It got to a point where like both her and I were just so unhappy that it was kind of like living with a roommate. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. Um, And again, like I said, I'm not putting blame game. I'm not doing that. Uh, But the reality is we got to that point. We were roommates. Mm -hmm. I'll say the last three, four years, we were roommates. And people would ask me, Oh, like, you know, how do you keep a relationship? And I would throw tremenda muela answer deep down inside thinking, Ugh, if, you, if you only knew <laughs> what I really feel, I want to tell you a whole nother story, but I'm not gonna because I didn't want to put that out there. I didn't want people to know that inside I was unhappy or mm-hmm. that my house was kind of a mess. And I guess what got me to the point to change that mentality was I started seeing what it felt like 
my children suffering from us living like that. Because if we're unhappy, we're arguing, we're not in a good space, mm -hmm. we don't do things together. It, it was just so uncomfortable that I started thinking like, man, I think, I think I'm making it worse for my kids. Like that's what got me. And I think her too. That's what got us to really say like, all right, you know what? We're, we're going to have to make a change. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to do something because obviously everything we've tried is not working. So maybe it's just not, we're just not for each other. Maybe we were at one time and it was cool, but right now we're not there anymore. And we met as kids, you know, she was really young. I was really young. So people do change. People grow. People think differently. People have different interests. Um, and I think that we both felt we just weren't in a good space and that it wasn't good for them. And so we got to a point where we said, all right, well, you know what? This is it. It's over. You know, it is what it is. And we got to move on. And to be honest with you, I'm so happy that we made that decision as much as I suffered it. Right. Mm -hmm. I would get home, empty house, big ass house, nobody in the house. I'll cry because mm -hmm. I'll never tell nobody that story, mm -hmm. but I would cry. You know, I'll cry like, not hearing my kids run to me. Daddy, mm -hmm. I was so used to imagine every day. Uh, people don't get that. For us good fathers that actually give a fuck about being with our children and, and, and being a part of their lives and influencing them and they make us happy just being in their presence, people don't understand how hard it is. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of fucking douchebags out there, you know, <laughs> that have kids and it's, a, it's unfortunate. But for us real fathers... It's hard, man, because I'm used to being with my kids every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. My first daughter was born in 2010. Mm -hmm. Second daughter was born in 2015. We didn't split till 2020. So you're talking at least 10 years of, at least with my older one, every day, 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 to all of a sudden, oh, no one's home. Mm -hmm. And I don't see my kids and there's no daddy. How, uh, what you, uh, let's go to the park, uh, daddy, uh, let's go outside, uh, let's play. Uh. It was very hard. Very hard. It's that transition period. I think that's why it's funny that you say that because I'm thinking about it. And for a while, I was yeah, I was going home to an empty house, my house, and then that's when I moved to the Gables because I was like, I need more human interaction because I was hanging out with Eva with all the kids on the block, and I was that dad that was on a bike or on a skateboard or being like, hey, let's play stickball or hey, we're gonna you know we're gonna run around, and then I didn't have that anymore. Exactly. So all of a sudden, there's like a law, and I'm like, oh shit, what am I doing? And, and that's that I'm actually blessed and lucky that I'm one of the fathers who I didn't have any issue from the beginning having my children half the time. Yeah, same. So from the very beginning when we split up, I had my kids half the time. Mm -hmm. Monday to Monday they were mom. Monday to Monday they were dad. So I'm blessed at least. It, it wasn't like a struggle where oh my, some people, oh, I didn't see my kids for months. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't let me see the kids. I had to go to court. Thank God because there's a lot of stories like that. But even with that. Okay, yeah, it's nice. I got seven days on, seven days off, but that's seven days fucking off. I'm used to 24-7 everyday interaction. Mm -hmm. This is not the norm for me. It took me a while to really adjust to that and accept it and and then get to a point where, wait a minute. This is nice. This is not only, it's not only that it's nice, it's good because there's no more arguing. There's no more stress. There's no more pressure being placed on them. There's no more, oh my God, mommy and daddy are fighting. There's no more of that. And now, yeah, it also takes them some time to, uh, you know, acclimate mm -hmm. to that whole situation. But once they're used to it, then they're good too. All right, dad, see you next week. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. All right, see you. I'll call you later. And it's all good because then now, oh shit, wait a minute. Mommy gives me a gift. Daddy gives me a gift. <laughs> mommy takes me a trip. Daddy takes me a trip. This yeah. shit's fucking pretty good. Yeah. Now they're like, oh shit, I got it pretty good. And now that a couple years have passed by, now, now it's going great. Yeah. 
And I still talk to their mom like a normal person. Hey, how you doing? So again, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and I'm lucky that I have a good situation. But it takes two human beings to do that. I couldn't do it if she wasn't doing it. She couldn't do it if I wasn't doing it. We at least chose, hey, it didn't work out. But we need to do what's best for them. So luckily, at least we're both on that same frequency. Some things I might do, she might not agree with. Mm -hmm. Some things she might do, I might not agree with. But we respect each other, bro. We respect it. It's okay. It's cool. It's no problem. Like, I'll give you a stupid example. A movie she didn't want me to take him to, PG-13. I'm like, oh, yeah, I understand. Okay. (laughs) I think I'm going to take him to another PG-13 next week. Which which movie was it? It was like a... It was a... Like Flash. Now, mind you, Flash is Marvel. Who gives a shit? But like, oh, the, there was a part he's showing his ass and like, I don't, did you see the new no, fucking Flash, Flash movie? Like, he's like, he's like butt naked and shit like that, like covering his dick. <laughs> and then they're talking about sex. I got my eight year old, you feel yeah. me? So I understand as a mother, like the thought, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, okay, you know, I understand. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know ahead of time, next time, you know, mm. I'll, I'll talk to you about it, things like that. But, but I'm still going to take them. Yeah. Because <laughs> those are little, little things, you know, but again. It goes both ways because there's certain shit that may, maybe I might not agree with, but at the end of the day, you respect it. At the end of the day, you know what? That's their mother. And so I respect what she does as long as, you know, she's good to the kids. It's her life. She's going to choose what she wants to choose, and I got to respect that, and the same vice versa. So we're there. We're really we're really lucky. We're really blessed that we're at least both there, um, regardless of the little stupid um, disagreements from time of to time. Course. You know what I'm saying? It's good to have that type of relationship when you're not, together with the mother of your children and so that's where i'm at now now it's fucking amazing how much did you i guess once that adjustment happened and you realized like damn okay being a single dad isn't that bad i have some time off was there ever a part where you felt guilty that you were able to enjoy yourself without your kids because i would go on trips sometimes and then i I would have this feeling like i was still to this day i have that right still to this day and you know leslie my girlfriend like a lot of times we'll do our own little things our own little Mm -hmm. trips when i don't have the kids and still to this day, I feel a little like guilty, like, fuck, man, I wish I could have had my kids here, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, we've talked about that, me and her, and and she agrees. Like, it's cool. It's all right. You still could do your thing. But you know what, then? We got to make sure you schedule things with them, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say, for example, this year, we're going to do, let's say, two or three trips. I want to see two or three trips, little, one little small thing, and maybe two, like, trip trips. Mm-hmm. All right, at least one of them at least has to be with the kids, at least. And then maybe one is just us. Yeah. Like, you kind of balance you balance it out. There's, no, there's nothing else I could do. Mm-hmm. I can't have them every day. So all I can do is balance it out. You know what I mean? Because I can't tampoco stop living life. I got to live my life. If I was to have been with the mother still, I would want to do some shit with just the mother. I would, hey, abuela, I'll be yeah, back next week, okay? I'll holler at you. Mm-hmm. H- hook me up. We're going to go do... That's how healthy relationships should be. You can't do everything with the kids. But yes, I do still to this day sometimes feel a little guilty when I do trips and shit like that without them because we're so used to wanting to do everything with them for them etc so i still get that it's gone away from me a little bit but i definitely remember that feeling and then i also remember feeling guilty that i was like this shit's great i was with her for four days five days six days seven days and now i'm not with her and i kind of have a blank canvas to do whatever i want now it was kind of weird but it was great well i'll tell you this if for people listening that are not going to work out with the mother of their children, this is the way to do it. This is the right way to do it. Share time with the mother. Share time. At the end of the day, this is the right way. Your child gets to be with both parents. At the end of the day, no matter how bad 
or wrong you may think that the mother of your child is, that is the mother of your child. So your child is going to look at you crazy because you're trying their mom. Don't try their mom. Mm -hmm. That's the thank you, Jesus, that my mom taught me that. My mom never spoke fucked up about my father. Never. And she had all the reason to talk bad about that motherfucker. That motherfucker never showed up. He disappeared. <laughs> hey, bye. And then, oh, by the way, I have like five baby mamas I never told you about. This nigga got kids everywhere. He really? was wild. Yeah. You don't know that? No. You don't, you don't know I have a bunch of half-sisters and brothers? How many do you have? Time out. I have three half-sisters. Oh, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I have two half-sisters with one baby mom, another half-sister with another baby mom, a half-brother with another baby mom, and then it's me and my brother. So it's four sets. It's four sets, correct. And the thing is, when he met my mom, oh, I don't have no kids. And then later, later on, oh, by the way, I got a bunch of kids. He was wild like that. So she had all the reason to talk shit about that guy and never did because... That's your father. That's my father. And the difference is, he was gone. He wasn't even there. The difference is for a lot of people that, you know, that we know, it's not like the mother's gone. The mother's there. So the kid is still with their mom all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking shit about the mom, you're literally trying your own kid. Like how, as fucked up as my mom might be mm -hmm. to the world or as fucked up as your mom might be to the world. Anyone talk shit to us about our mom, I'm going to fuck you up. Mm -hmm. So the reason why in, instead of talking shit, what I'm going to do is, you know what? I'm going to keep my issues with their mom to myself mm. and whenever they speak about the oh no your mommy you know it's just your mommy does different things and mm -hmm. the way she decides things you know but you got to respect there's her mom bro you don't understand how many times i've had those type of conversations with my kids to keep and maintain that peace for them dude well kids also try to use their power the and a power that they realize they start having is, oh, wait, there's conflict between mom and dad. So if I side with dad over here, then I'm on his to good side. To get what they want. Yeah, of course, because at the end of the day, kids unknowingly or uh, subconsciously are just driven to manipulate because they 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 have a means to an end. Because right? of whatever they, it is they, they want. want something. Whatever it is they, they want. They want something, and so they start realizing, oh, wait, I got leverage here. Yeah, how can I play this game? And, I can play them. Yeah, yeah. But I think the point is that they're kids. No. It is what it is. And that's why you have to constantly set those boundaries. And We're the still. adults. Yeah, exactly. There's no fucking excuse for us. Yep. You're talking shit. Oh, fuck my baby mama. She's a bitch. Hey, you sound crazy, dog. The reality is she actually might be. And maybe between you and I, when we're talking, you could tell me that. That's yeah. cool. When your kid's around, bro, the mom is great. She's, she's great. wonderful. She's hardworking. She's, uh, she's intelligent. She's and, uh, and that's the way that it needs to be maintained because then you're... You're basically giving your kid a peaceful life. Mm -hmm. That's all I want my kids to have. Peace, tranquility, no tension, no stress. And that's it. So that's kind of how I manage that relationship. You know, chill, tranquilo, oh, regardless, regardless. And I'm telling you because this is my experience, you know, and, I, and I, I'm telling you because I have a lot of friends that go through like really fucked up situations where they really have reason to feel a, a, a type of way because it's some, unfortunately, some people, men or women, um, behave spiteful, behave immature when they break up. They they don't know how to control their emotions, speak out, put it on social media, talk shit. It's just, to me, it's absurd because it's the kids that suffer that shit, bro. The kids suffer that shit. So when you start to mature and realize, you know what, I'm not going to let my kid go through that type of energy, you realize, okay, 
maybe she is a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that around yeah. them, period. Uh, luckily, I don't have that problem. Like I said, me and her didn't work out. We're cool. We're straight. Mm-hmm. We act like two normal human beings. And I plan to maintain that forever. 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 That's that's what I'm trying to do. Maintain that forever. And uh, like I said, I think I learned a lot of that from mom. Because mom never talks shit about that. Never. To this day, she still even talks good about him. Like she say, oh... He got fucked up. He got into drugs. Mm. He fucked up. But 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 if you would have met him back then, you would have. Yeah. He was really great. He had businesses. He was a great dancer. Everybody loved him. So like when she talks about like you know back in the days, mm-hmm. it's like oh damn that, that dude was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I just I never got to see it. Unfortunately. It's funny that with with Eva sometimes um like we'll, we'll go somewhere we'll do something and I'll be like oh I have this memory of me and your mom doing this and I could tell she's like. Why are you telling me this? But I, it's be, I want her to know that there was a lot of good times before before it ended. Right. So I want to tell her, like, damn, we had a good relationship. This is, a, oh, we went to Brazil and we did this. Oh, when we went to Bolivia, this is what happened. And I could see her, like, for real? That's cool. You got pictures? And I'm like, yeah, yeah here. Of course, look, look. yeah. So it's, I think that is important because they, they need to know that they came into this world with a plan and maybe that plan didn't work out but it doesn't mean that everything was like a disaster exactly you know what i'm saying exactly. like there was a lot of positive and a lot of love that was fed into you being brought into this world exactly and just because it's not there right now and you don't see it doesn't mean it didn't once exist right and i think to her i see it i see a little i just plant those seeds um because you're right i think it is important for them to know that and it gives them a sense of stability and a sense of like oh there, there was some harmony here and and then you teach them that life doesn't always work out the way that you want it to work out. And so they get to see both sides of that. So that the way they don't just see like, oh, uh, relationships are terrible and it ends in destruction and yeah, people exactly. fight each other and it's always conflict. No, 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 no. It's no. not like that. There's a lot of love that's in there. Yep. And there's a lot of love between the families. There was a lot and of who knows, memories. Maybe when it's their turn, maybe they won't have the same uh, end. Maybe exactly. their end ends differently. Exactly. Um, I have a lot of cousins, family members. Um, that have been relationships for years and years and years. And honestly, they it does not look like they're going to end until they die. So there's still people doing it out there. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is it takes two. Those two people make decisions and choices that that's what is m- important to them and work on it to make that happen. Mm. If two people don't work on it for that to happen, it's just not going to work. It's that simple. And besides that, we also need to be realistic with ourselves is that what we really want? Is that who we really are? Because at the end of the day, if you want to be single, fuck 25 holes, that's cool. Do that. If that's who you are, if that's the life you want to live, that's fine. But be real. Be honest. Be that's honest with, your, with yourself. If you're honest with yourself, it's all good mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Just be honest with yourself. Be honest with your significant other, with your partner. Be truthful about it and it'll work out. And at the end of the day, I get it. It's, it's sometimes- But wait, there's too many dudes out there and women Right, that want to play both. They want to play the game. They want to play the field, and they want to be locked down in a relationship. Too many friends that are like, "Oh yeah, like no, nah, I'm yeah, I'm with my wife, but then, oh, I got this chick. Oh, I want to have this chick over here." And and it's like, well, you got to be real. You're gonna get caught eventually, and this is gonna implode, and then your life is a disaster, yeah, and then you're going to family therapy and blah 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 blah. So it's like. Dude, you got to be real with yourself. And if you're not going to be faithful and you're in a mono- if you're in a monogamous relationship, then dude, like, you got a responsibility. And if not, communicate that. Yo, I'm honey, I am a hoe and I like women. So 
what are we going to do here? Either she's going to be like, okay, I accept that. Or she's going to tell you like, sorry, you got to go, bro. Like I'm a woman of one man. And this is the way I see the, the relationship structured. But if you don't communicate and just tell a woman what it is that you want, then you're, you're going to be in a relationship that you don't want to be in. You're trying to get a bunch of chicks on the side. And then you're supposedly committed until you're not anymore. And let me tell you, bro, it's not, that's not a happy life, bro. I've lived it. I lived it for a long time, bro. I was a major, major liar, major cheater. And the reality is I never felt fulfilled because the reality is, is that you're with someone, you're with a person, you're lying, you're lying. It's like you're digging yourself into this fucking hole and you're never going to get out of it because mm. it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And you're never really fully, you're, ne you're not fulfilled because why, why kind of basically hide who you are, right? Like you're kind of lying to yourself pretty much like, oh yeah, oh, I love you, oh, but and lying and lying and lying. Um, I honestly feel at this point, 2023, where we are as a society, where we are as a people, where we are in our level of intelligence, I think it's time, bro. Be honest. Be honest. Fuck it. If your girl's with it, cool, great, awesome. If she's not with it, you got to respect that and understand her. If she tells you, I'm sorry, I can't do this, you now got to man the fuck up and be like, damn, I'm going to probably lose her. Let's not say loser. I'm not going to be with her anymore because she's not okay with that. And I have to respect that. That's her decision. But I feel better being real with myself because why lie? This is how I really feel. This is how I really am. I've told you how it really is. And now it's up to you if you want to accept it. For me, it's not only just about being with other people, right? It's not only about being with different people. I think it's just about who you are in general, right? I'll give you an example. I'm super fucking friendly because mad friendly. Though. I talk all kind of shit. I say crazy shit, wild shit. I be at work talking about sex, dick, fuck, this, that, like crazy shit. Like I like getting a reaction out of people. It brings me joy that they're like, bro, this thing is crazy, dog. It brings me joy, right? And that's something that I communicated with my girl from the beginning. I'm like, yo, this is the type of dude I am. You need to understand that. If in your brain you think you're going to look through my text, bro, you're going to see crazy <laughs> shit, girls, dudes, whoever, you're going to see it. So, I mean, if you're in like the type of person is going to get a complicado, mad and pissed, it's not going to work. I'm not going to change. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop because I, I love you. I care for you. I want to be. I'm not going to stop because it's going to make you feel better. No, this is. But mind you. I'm 42 years old because it took time it a while. Yeah. for me to feel comfortable in my shoes, good with who I am, happy with who I am, and, and happy to communicate it. And she has to make the decision, well, you know, I love this fucking maniac. I'll, I'll keep him. It's up to her now. Now mm -hmm. it's your choice. Are you okay with the fact that this is how I am? Mm -hmm. I'm crazy. I'm loose. I drive fast. I'm a maniac. I don't give a fuck. I answer the phone. I don't answer the phone. I'll leave my phone here, but I don't never want you looking at my shit ever in, my, in your life. But you know why? I'll never look at your shit. That's how I am. Everybody has different relationships. You want to look at your girl's phone? Look at it. Enjoy. Have a good time. I'm not that guy because I don't. She could leave her phone right here. I'll never look at that phone because I'm straight. Before I'm you even straight. before you even started to talk, I was thinking, I was about to say, guys, if you're worried about your girl looking through your phone, then you need to be honest. You need to just open up and say, hey, bro, there's some shit going on. <laughs> Ladies, if you are trying to check your man's phone behind his back, 
then you guys need to have a conversation about that too. Exactly. So and and vice versa, man. If you find that you're worried about who your wife is texting or what messages are coming in, then there's a problem already without you even checking. And then if you're checking behind her back, there's a problem too, because now you're looking and you're fishing. And you'll find a, a maybe a conversation that means nothing, and you're gonna blow up about it, or you just your brain is gonna spin. You're gonna lose sleep. You're gonna go back and check again and again and again. You're gonna you're gonna go down a rabbit hole, and you don't even know what you're looking for. And what did you just accomplish? Not a nothing, damn thing, bro. Except stress thing. and anxiety. I'm the type of dude now. Thank God, I'm so grateful. <laughs> you get you get a little older, you get a little wiser. I don't give a fuck, cuz dog. I don't give a fuck. I don't got time for that. I don't give a fuck. If my girl realistically is going to be on that, like hiding, lying, cheating, whatever the case may be, mommy, enjoy, little mama. And I'll find out eventually. God is like that, bro. I will find out eventually. And then it's probably going to be over because I would prefer if you fucking tell me to my face. Hey, look, honestly, this is how I feel. This is how I am. This is what I want. You know, I love you. I care for you. But I want to be with other people. Yeah. Straight up and down. I would prefer that. Then I can make a decision if I want to be with you or not. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Ah, really, babe? Go on, you pinga. Well, I got 35 hoes. <laughs> so now we're good. You yeah. feel me? But that, but that's a decision you have to make. And if you're monogamous and you want to be just with one person, that's a decision you make. You be honest. Little babe, I'm not up to that. I'm not, yeah. I took on la loca pinga I want to just be with you. We're good. Mm-hmm. But that's a conversation you have. And be real to it. If you're not going to do it, be real about it. I don't got time for that phone shit because I don't got time for that. And this is a conversation you could ask Leslie if you don't believe me. I had with her day one. Day one, hey, Leslie, I'm never going to look at your phone. Don't ever look at my phone. You're going to find shit that you don't like. Probably means nothing. But in your brain, oh, my God, why did he say that to that stupid bitch? What did you just accomplish? Because you know what I'm going to tell you? Why the fuck were you looking at my phone? I'm not going to give you no benefit of your dad. Oh, I'm sorry. No, pinga. Why the fuck are you looking at my That's the only thing you're going to hear from me. Because if I'm a fuck of the host, I'm going to tell you. I'm not doing that lying shit no more. That's old. That's childish. That's immature. We're too old for that. Lying and playing around. No, I'm good on that. So I feel comfortable in my shoes. So I don't need to look at her phone. And that's it. That's basically Amazing. how I feel. Oh, hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> Margos is loose. and he. Lo- <laughs> you're oh, looking at a couple whiskeys. We got to do this again, bro, because you're so damn comfortable on the mic that this is great. And and you bring a lot of you bring a lot of wisdom, like you said. You're 42. You're an intelligent dude. I, I seen you go from fucking working at Discovery Channel to 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 getting your doctorate degree, bro. Um, proud of you. Proud proud of the man you've become and the man you've always been through it. Thanks, cuz. Thanks. Bet that up. And I love you, bro. Appreciate it, cuz. Appreciate it. Damn, I gotta go fill a script. Daddy, gotta, that, that's ta- why you're ending yeah, this you shit. Yeah, like, you gotta go to work. Oh, he didn't God want, damn, not, bingo! He, he didn't want to come on and now he doesn't want to get on. <laughs> yeah, now I want to get on. his life. Dale que tu puedes. Suacito tropical. Holy shit, I'm hot as fuck, cuz.